The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, quickly, let's turn our Bibles to Romans chapter number 12, verse 2. Romans chapter number 12, verse 2. That's our foundational scripture. And uh, we've been talking about how you and I can manifest God's abundance. Amen. And so scripture says uh, in Romans 12, 2, it says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be what? Uh, transformed by changing the way you think, renewing your mind, so that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen? And so scripture tells us that you and I can live in a place of abundance. We can live at a place where we are really experiencing uh, the goodness of God in a way uh, that is supernatural. Amen? Uh, you know, you can either live your life uh, superficially or you can live it supernaturally. I prefer to do it supernaturally. Amen? And so today we're going to go to uh, 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 something else that I think, uh, you know, fits in with uh, what we've been talking about, manifesting God's abundance, watch this, in your own personal life. That's God's will for you. And so let's quickly go to 1 Kings chapter number 17, and uh, we're going to read uh, from verse 1. Uh, 1 Kings uh, chapter number 17, and I'm going to be reading from uh, verse 1, if you have it, you can say, I have it. Oh, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you to get it. You got it? You got it? On the cell phones, it's a lot quicker these days. But this is what it says in uh, 1 Kings 17 from verse 1. It says, And Elijah the Tishbite, uh, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Now, this is Elijah. He's going to talk to uh, one of the most powerful uh, uh, institute or people at the time. And he's, you know, he's bringing them a word from the Lord that there's going to be a drought uh, for three and a half years and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, what's interesting about uh, this verse one is that we don't know anything else about Elijah until this verse. You know, chapter number 17, uh, verse 1. So he just uh, bursts onto the scene, uh, you know, as if from nowhere. And, and sometimes, you know, when we see, you know, people like Elijah, uh, we tend to, you know, just discount uh, where we are and what we are experiencing by saying this. Just sometimes we say this, that, you know, after all, that's Elijah. He is the man of God, and I'm just a farah. I'm just right here in, in Joburg, and, you know, what could God, uh, you know, possibly do or accomplish uh, through me? But if you go to James chapter number 5, verse 17, the apostle James, uh, writing to the church that he pastored, he actually dis discounted this excuse. He disqualified it, and he said this. He says in James 5, 17, Elijah was just like a man like us. Amen. And so before you say, you know, after all it was Elijah, you could do this. You know, James tells us Elijah was just a man like us. In other words, Elijah was not more special or more anointed than you and I. Can I get an amen? 
But what distinguished Elijah, what made Elijah as if just burst onto the scene as a powerful man or woman of God is this. Elijah had a word from God. Amen. He had a word from God. And this is what distinguished him. Because if you read in verse 2, it says, And the word of the Lord uh, uh, came to him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Sherith, that is before Jordan, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the what? To the word of the Lord. And he went and dwelt by the brook Sherith, that is before Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread uh, and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Now, this is a powerful story of Elijah. And, and Elijah, just a man just like you and I, he's, he could be uh, uh, from the same background that you are from. He could be living in the same neighborhood, probably went to the same school that you went to. And so no one is excused, right? Because he's just a man just like you and I. But what distinguished him was that he had a word from the Lord. He had heard from God. Can I get an amen? And that's what's going to distinguish you, uh, brothers and sisters. It's very important that you get a word from the Lord. God watches over his word uh, to perform it. Amen? Let's go to Luke chapter number 5. Let's go to Luke chapter number 5 from verse 1 to 6. It says this, uh, So it was... Uh, as the multitude passed about him, him being Jesus, uh, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him uh, to uh, uh, put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to uh, Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Now, this is Jesus, right, who is God, giving a word to Simon and the other three disciples uh, that were with him. And the word that he gave to them was this, launch out your nets into the deep for a catch. That's what distinguishes uh, just your own ideas and God's ideas. When God gives you a word, it is for you to launch out into life, watch this now, for a catch and not for fishing. Now that's a difference. Fishing is trying. Man, you, you, God doesn't want you to live at the level of just trying. You know, you're fishing. Sometimes you bring a frog. And you have to throw it back. You fish there. Sometimes you bring, you know, something else. You're fishing. And most of us, because we do not have a word from God, we've been living our lives at the level of fishing. You try this business. Ah, yeah, you will it. Ah, it's a frog. <laughs> you try that one. Ah, you will it. It's a frog. Before you go anywhere, you know what God wants you to do? He wants you to get a word from him. Can I get an amen? Yesterday we were coaching, you know, uh, some of our ministry leaders, you know, people that get up here to minister. And one of the things that was brought up was, man, don't just get up here and quote men. Don't quote Pastor T, because Pastor T doesn't watch his word to perform it. 
called Joseph Prince. He can't watch his word to perform it. Called Andrew Oma, Crayfield Dollar, whoever your favorite or your fancy. Listen, if all your conversation is quoting John G. Lake, man, you haven't received a word from the Lord. Now, I ain't mad at John G. I'm not mad at him. I'm probably going to meet him. He came to South Africa, lived in Krugersdorp, saw his house where he planted thousands of churches, but he can't watch over his word to perform it. The word that you need is a word from God. And when Jesus gives you that word, it is launch out into the deep for a catch, not for trying. He said, go to Elijah, go to the brook Sherith, for I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. When God gives you a word, it literally transports you to a place called there. And that's what we're talking about today. Every single one of us have a place called there. It's interesting that he didn't say uh, 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 a place called here. The pastor, right? Pastor, He didn't say the place called here. Because God is always going to uh, call you out of where you are, out of your comfort zone, and point you into a direction where you can begin to take steps of faith. Why? Because we walk by faith and, 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 and not by sight. Faith is a what? It's a walk. You ought to take some steps to go somewhere. Can I get an amen? amen? And so you and I need a word from the Lord. Amen. And it's the word that you receive from the Lord that's going to change lives. You know, last year in October, we were at the minister's conference in England. And uh, Andrew Womack was preaching there. And he got up and he said, pastors, you need a word from the Lord. That's what he said. He wasn't teaching from Elijah, First uh, 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 Kings 17. But he said this. He said, you need a word from the Lord. And he began to share from his own life. He said he would go to Kenneth Copeland conferences. And he would come back. And you'd see miracles and things happen at Kenneth Copeland's conferences. And you'd come back and you'd pre preach it word for word and say, Kenneth said, Kenneth said, Kenneth said. And then no one gets healed. Nothing happens. And then he went to the Lord. He said, but that dude preached the same words and got the result. I'm preaching the same thing. I ain't getting no result. He said, you're preaching Kenneth's word and not my word. Can I get an amen? amen? And so you and I need to hear from God. And brothers and sisters, this is going to take, watch this, Man, this generation doesn't like this, but I'm going to preach it anyway. It's going to take quantities, someone say quantities, quantities of time as well as qualities of time. Man, you can't wait until something hits you so you can go on the internet and Google what scriptures for healing. And then you read it one time and all of a sudden you're healed. It's going to take quantities, someone say quantities. Man, if you're really going to know God, and this is why God says to Elijah, I want you to go to a place called there. The other reason is because grace is the past tense of God's word, but faith is the steps that takes you to what grace has already provided. Most people are praying, God, I don't want to go there. Bring the provision here. And God is saying, you need to go there. You know, if you know anything about football, I like to watch football. Uh, there's something in football called uh, a through pass. You know, uh, Brenda, when you give a through pass, <laughs> you don't give it where the person is standing. Because they are in motion. Well, at least they're supposed to. And if you give it where they're standing, they're going to miss the pass. And so what do you do? You pass it where they're supposed to be going. And so for some of you, God has been sending your provision where you're supposed to be going. 
and you've been praying, Lord, I don't want to go where I'm supposed to be going. I want you to send my prov your provision here, right where I am, with my Mickey Mouse friends and my Mickey Mouse plans and my small little game that I'm playing. I want you, Lord, to bring it here where I am. And God is saying, come on, child, come talk to me. I'm going to send you to a place called there. And a place called there could be a geographical location. It could be a, a place of promotion. You know, I was talking to one of the people here. Uh, God supernaturally promoted them to senior partner. Uh, and someone else, God supernaturally promoted them to, to CEO. They believe it was their place called there. It could be a position. And I was talking to someone else last week. They moved into New Zealand. They really believe that when they heard from the Lord, it was their geographical location. It's a place called there. Now, you see, here at Faith Church, we preach it like this and sometimes I have to stop myself because it's kind of like shooting myself in the foot because <laughs> then someone says amen and then they take it to heart and they leave me <laughs> but but that's what it is amen your 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 place called there could be a, a, a physical geographical change of location a place called there could be a relationship that God is bringing to you amen a place called there could be a position. It could be all these different things. But what we need, brothers and sisters, is to spend time with God so we can hear the plans that the Lord has for us. We need to hear what his plan is. Man, when I heard from the Lord about Faith Hill Church, it was uh, November the 24th, 2014, 1.33, 1.35 a.m. I woke up. I went down and I started writing everything that the Lord was telling me, uh, what we should do about Faith Hill Church and so on and so forth. That is going to be Faith Hill Church. And man, I became gung-ho because I knew that the Lord was in it. And because the Lord was in it, I knew that he had already commanded some ravens. I ain't calling nobody ravens, but I'm just saying, right? You understand? He had commanded some ravens to feed me there. Amen. Amen. In other words, in your place called there, that's where your guaranteed provision is. Can I get an amen? amen? Your place called there is where you're guaranteed. See, where God sends, he provides. And, and, and as a church, we need to learn how to distinguish between uh, uh, good ideas and God ideas. God ideas are always good. But sometimes good ideas just stop at that. And I've learned through experience that good ideas, I have to bankroll them. You know, we were at uh, World Builders Conference, and uh, people always do this with me. Someone came to me after the conference and said, Pastor, it's time for us to have a men's conference. I haven't heard from the Lord about a men's conference. And it's usually, it's, we have Designer Life. It's going to be epic. Designer Life is always epic. I mean, it's always OTT, right? The ladies, they have a pink carpet. They, ooh, Designer Life is always epic. The word is firing. The food, man, the, if I don't come for anything else, I come for the food. <laughs> food is always awesome. And so at the Designer Life Women's Conference, people always come to me, Pastor, it's time for us to have a men's conference. Now, I haven't heard from the Lord about a men's conference. And here's what I've learned through experience, that if I go ahead and do a men's conference, because the ladies are doing so, I'm going to have to pay for it. Through sleepless nights, through money, stress. 
It becomes my baby. You know, a few weeks, a few months ago, it could have been three, four, five months ago, you know, I got a call uh, from overseas, and these people were offering me a position of a director for an organization and so on and so forth. And I mean, this, they told me the numbers, and I'm, I'm smiling. You know, I'm getting excited, and I'm already doing my math. And so I went to my wife. She works at home, and we have an office there. And I went to the office. I said, honey, you won't believe this. She said, what? So I just got offered the best uh, uh, position uh, that you can man, and this is, this is the money. And, and, and I, I, she didn't, her countenance didn't change. And I said, what's wrong with you? I mean, I'm showing you. <laughs> she said, I don't believe it's for you. I believe it's a distraction. I said, man, you, you don't know nothing. You just don't know how to count. That's why you, you don't know how to count. Look at these numbers. <clears throat> and so I decided I was going to find a different prophet. Sometimes we do that. Right, you got to go hire a different prophet. So I called Pastor H. I said, are you in the office? He said, yes. I said, let me come see you. And so I went and I, I sat down with Pastor Henry. And the first thing I said was, man, look at these numbers. He said, PT, what is this for? I said, man, I'm just, I'm just telling you. These people want me to do this, this, and the other. And it's not going to be. And, and these are the numbers. And, and can you pray with me? And so let's hear from God and, 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 and so on and so forth. And he called me two hours later. He, he said, man, I prayed about it, and I'm not hearing anything. I don't think it's for you. <laughs> I said, man, you don't know how to pray. <laughs> I said, man, let me go find myself a prayer warrior. So I called, I called Ashley Terridas. True story. In the same week, I'm looking for a different prophet. I called Ashley Terrence. He was in Nigeria with Ashley, uh, with Kali. They're preaching. Called him. I said, "Man, this is the deal. They offered me this, this, and the other. And man, I'm telling you, the numbers look good." And he said, "Man, I'm telling you, I, I don't. I'm not feeling it." On the phone, right there on the spot. And I said, "Man, all these people. I can't believe there are many, that many people who can't hear God <laughs> around me. I can't believe it." So I came home, I told my wife, I said, man, I'm going to go ahead. I'm gonna... And I know the Holy Spirit already told me this is not my thing, right? But I'm looking at the numbers. The numbers are speaking, but the numbers look good. <laughs> and so I decided, let me go to someone else who understands numbers. So I went to Billy Airport. You know, my wife said, go to Billy Airport. So Billy was in town, Cape Town. I called him. I said, Billy, can I fly in and, and, and see you? My wife and I flew in there. We went to have lunch with him, and uh, right at the end of having lunch, I said, man, these are the numbers. What do you think? He said, um, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> man, I was distraught. Uh, first of all, I knew that was not my place called there. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And so sometimes your place called there may look like, you know, it's your place called there, but I'm telling you, you need a word from the Lord for confirmation, especially when you cross that 40 line. You know, I celebrated 40 years. I celebrated 40 years, 40 years old. And when you, when you cross that line, let me tell the young people, if you're in your 30s, you're young. When you cross that line, life starts to get a little serious. It starts to get a little, because every decision now, it, it counts for something. Can I get an amen? When I was in my 20s, I could do something. I would make a decision and, you know, whatever. Now in my 40s, I have to have a word from the Lord. Amen. Oh, I'm not jumping on it. And so what I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters, I'm not saying don't listen to my teachings. But I'm saying you, more than listening to my teachings or anybody's teachings, you need to be spending time with God and hearing what God's plan is for your life. And for some of you, God is going to call you. I had a couple in the church, 
Sipoy and Amanda. Man, it's amazing. We're going to be praying for Chris and Rumbi soon. They're going to be moving out to Europe. Big position. Big position. I can't stop that. See, God is sending them. God is promoting them. I feel some kind of way because we're always sending our best people. And, and man, I, ooh, man, I don't want you to go. But that's their place called there. I said, when Amanda come to my office and say, Pastor, you know, I really feel like I've hit the ceiling with my career. I said, man, we're going to pray and hear God. And we prayed and heard from the Lord. And uh, the Lord was calling him to a different position, a different role in a, in a different city and in a different country. And uh, he, he came back and he said, Pastor, I believe my place called there is, is in England. I said, are you sure, brother? He said, I'm sure. And uh, we prayed about it. I had peace. He had peace. And I said, man, let's go for it. And here's what's awesome about your place called there. It says the raven. Uh, came with the food in the morning and in the evening uh, and they were right on time. When you get to your place called there, your provision is already there waiting for you. And once he made that decision and he agreed, he said, Lord, I'm, I'm going to go for it. If this is what you want for me, I'm going for it. Man, within a week, people had contacted him, offered him a position and he was ready to move. God had already preordained relationships. He had already preordained op open doors of opportunity. God had already preordained a, a geographical location, new relationships, and so on and so forth. The same way God has already ordained these things for your life. But you need to hear it from him. Can I get an amen? You need that word. And, and what's so cool about it is, uh, you know, the ravens, you know, they brought meat. They didn't bring no, no salad. I like that. They didn't bring... <laughs> Even the Lord knew. <laughs> Even the Lord knew that the man, the man needed some meat. Can I get an amen? It's in the Bible. I'm like, you know, if you're vegan, I'm not mad at you. But here's the deal, guys. Spiritually speaking, a place called there is a place of complete surrender and trust in the Lord. And not trust in ourselves. This is why when we pray the, the, the Lord's Prayer, you know, when it comes to provision, God wants us to pray this way. Give us our daily bread. He doesn't want us to say, Lord, give me my year's supply so that I don't ever have to come back to you. I don't ever have to depend on you. I don't ever have to trust you another day. And so, when it comes to your place called there, God will say to you, uh, uh, I want you to go over there. You see, all of us, most of us, are waiting for the entire blueprint. God, what's your plan for my entire life? And God is saying, I just want you to go to four ways. You say, no, but I, then what? Zerophath, then what? <laughs> and the Lord is saying, man, you go to Zerophath. I'm giving you uh, 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 enough instruction. He ordered our steps, not the journey. Can I get an amen? And so number one, uh, God's direction, if you're writing down notes, write this down. God's direction has to be our foundation. Do not do your own thing and try to get God to bless it. I've done it. I've done it before. And man, I do my own thing. And, and then I try to pray uh, God into my own plans. And, and it's like, man, God is not listening. It's just crickets. But it's not that God is not listening, it's that I'm doing my own thing. Amen? And so don't do your own thing, Elijah. Find out where the Lord wants you to go and go to Zarephath. Elijah could have said, man, I don't like Zarephath. 
I don't like Zarephathians. I don't like those people. So I'm going to go somewhere else. What happened to Jonah when he did that? So I don't want to go to no uh, 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 Nineveh. I want to go to Tashik. And what happened to him? I don't want to do that, Lord. I want to do that. And here's the deal, guys, is that the Lord is speaking. If you would care to listen to him, the Lord is speaking. In fact, they say this about people who get married and go through a divorce. They say about 90% of them. Now, I'm not mad at you if you went through a divorce. God is going to restore and give you better. Seven fold, not seven husbands or seven wives, but, you know, seven times better. Amen. He's going to give you seven fold. But here's what I'm saying is that... Uh, uh, if you were born again, here's what they say. They say about 90 to 95% of the people stood on the altar and they knew that, man, this is not the right person, but yeah, you, know, well, you know what? <laughs> My family thought I wasn't going to get married. <laughs> Guess who's getting married now? <laughs> I know it's the wrong guy, Lord, but I just got to get a one over my family. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit is always speaking. He's always nudging and telling us. Just like he told me, don't take that position. I was looking at the numbers and I was like, Holy Spirit, come on, man, come on. I was trying to pray to change his mind. That was my prayer. Not to pray to be in his will. Now there's a difference. I'm like, Lord, come on. I'm going to change your... Lord, you know I will tithe off of this amount. Do you know that, Lord? All of it, Lord, I'll give you. First fruits, the first month. Lord, you know I'm giving you the whole thing. <laughs> Come on, Lord. Work with me. And the Lord is saying, man, that's not your thing. I'm trying to, I'm twisting him. and I'm trying, Man, I'm telling you, find out what the Lord is already doing. Right? They say this to one guy. They said, man, are you called or you are now just calling? We saw that. Marshall showed it to me. He said, oh man, look at that. He said, are you called or you are calling? <laughs> man, I, I thought that was nice. Now, number two, writing down notes. The blessing, some of this is the blessing. The blessing is already commanded at your place of assignment. Your blessing is already commanded in your place of assignment. Well, uh, you know, if you look at the story of creation, God created everything else in six days. And after everything was created, he then created Adam to spend it. Your provision is already preordained. It's already taken care of. All God is, is waiting for you to do is to ask him where and he'll give you the GPS. The place called there is God giving you the GPS coordinates, the map, if you will, for your life. And sometimes when God calls you to go in a certain direction, man, in the natural, it does not make sense. Because think about it, a raven is the, one of the greediest animals there is. It's actually a scavenger. It, it eats dead things. It eats everything. It does not share with nobody. So, Lord, you're telling me that this thing that's stingy and greedy is the one that's going to heap up food for me? It does not make sense. But what does not make sense most of the times makes faith. Amen. Amen. And so, man, when God speaks, go for it. 
I remember when we uh, planted, you know, Faith Hill Church, I knew this, that there had to be a provision if the, it's the Lord. And I, I had to deal with the Lord that, God, you stop providing, then I quit and I go do something else. I mean, I really enjoyed my job before coming into the ministry. I love marketplace because, you know, you don't have to deal with people. You don't have, people have problems. And I mean this sincerely. People have serious problems. People have pro real problems. No, ministry is a different ball game, brother. It, it's not child play. People will call you and say, man, real things are happening. I've received, uh, as, as I've been a pastor now, I've received a little over four or five calls where someone calls me. The other one, you know, Bruce calls me. He sends me a text. He says, such and such was a member in our church. He says, he just had a heart attack right now. Just dropped dead. Knocks you in your knees. Ministry is, 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 is serious business. But when I was over there in the, in the marketplace, people tell me, you know, your machine is dead. You know what I'll do? Go get another machine. Just go replace it. Put it on a warranty and do my thing. Sign it off. I was the boss. Now, when they call you and say someone is having serious problems right now, now that's a different ballgame. And so I needed to have heard from the Lord. And I said, Lord, are you sure? And I told the Lord, I said, man, you stop providing, man. I, I don't mind. I don't mind quitting. I don't mind going and doing something else. I told him, I said, man, we have a deal, Lord. And the Lord said, we have a deal. And the deal that we have with God is that the day no one shows up is the day I hang up the boots and go do something else. And so I ain't really trying. Because we have a deal. And I remember when we started, the Lord had provision, but that provision had to come through me. And the Lord told me, he said, I'm going to bring that provision through you. And I would walk into a music store to try and get speakers. And because I have an ear for music, I like quality. Man, I, I remember the one time I went to Tom's to get uh, sound. And, 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 you know, I'm looking at all these speakers. And one of the guys there was a manager there. He's become a personal friend. He said, Tavara, you need to come see this. He called me in. And he put all these QSC speakers over there. And he started playing it. Man, it was like I'm listening in, in water. It was like I'm in the... Ooh, man, I could hear every note, every detail. I said, how much? He said, come to my office. He took out the little thing and it, one speaker, 25,000 rand. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, this is, this is a lot of money. Where is this going to come from? And the Lord said, I'm going to provide it through you. And true story, before the end of the week, the Lord blessed me so that I could go into Tom's and yeah. get a pair. And we started uh, coming out here and said, oh, man, the sound. Oh, Lord Jesus, it's awesome. It would just touch you in your soul. And so what am I saying? When God gives you a word, God will send the provision to you. Amen. You ain't got to beg. Listen, if you haven't heard from the Lord, there's going to be a lot of begging. Oh, please give. Please give. Over there, give. You ain't giving. Somebody give. Give to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ain't heard from the Lord. When he got to Zarephath, there was no praying. There was a lot of eating. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Not Madumbe. That's what he says, bro. I don't know want to eat no vegetables. <laughs> I mean, I love that song. I hope there's no cussing in it. Eh? Ooh. 
I, I heard it for the first time. I asked Marshall. I said, is he really talking about eating meat? He said, I said, he's talking my language. <laughs> I love it. I'm telling you, man, that's the truth. That's the truth, right? Number three, uh, there's a place called there for all of us. All of us. Every single one of us. And the big one is relationships. Man, you got to learn how to be sensitive when it comes to relationships. God has people for your life. God has people for your life. And, and some of the people that have become really dear to, to this ministry, to our lives, Pastor C and I, and, and, and God just supernaturally brought them. It's like God is building the A-team, right, with all these people uh, uh, that are elders here, people that we work with in the ministry. A funny one was when we met, you know, Carly and Ashley, it was actually through Designer Life, you know, and we were believing God for a big conference, and uh, we wanted, you know, uh, 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 Carly to be a speaker, right? No, it was, no, no. yeah. I had sent you to Memphis to find me a Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I only have two minutes. I can't... <laughs> So I started. So I'm going to say the whole thing. We're going to be here. Oh, man. Someone needs to pause the watch. And so, so here's the whole thing. The whole thing. Now, I'm telling you the whole thing now. The whole thing was my wife sent me to get a speaker. My beloved wife. And so I forgot. I forgot to get a speaker. So I'm in... Colorado, I'm having a good time, I'm hiking, I'm doing all kinds of things. And I came back, she said, did you talk to anyone to come speak for us? I said, no, I forgot. She said, well, you're going to have to find me a speaker. So I called one of my friends, Marcus, Marcus Weeks. You know, we're talking about relationships, right? He was a prophet. And Marcus Weeks is interesting because he came when we were planting. Some of you may have been there. It was like six of us, the church. And he started prophesying to everybody. I mean, this man is spot on. He's prophesying to everyone. We're all in here just crying and so on and so on. So he became a friend. He's married to a South African girl called Sharon, right? And that's how we connected. And so Marcus Weeks, you know, I called him. I said, man, I need a speaker. He said, oh, no, say no more. I know exactly who you should get to speak at Designer Life. He said, who? He said, Carly Terrett has never heard of her. I'd never heard of her personally. True story. I said, oh, cool. Uh, how do we go about it? He said, that's Ashley's number. You can call him and, uh, you know, tell him that I spoke to you already. And so I took the number and I gave it to my wife. I said, there's your speaker. Peace out. And so she... Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, when your wife is on you, man, you, you better... Let me share with the man. Let me share with the man a secret. If your wife says to you, starts a st sentence with, uh, when you get a chance, when you get a chance, it means right now. When you get a chance, please, it means go to the shops, buy a new bulb, and fit it in. That's what it means. <laughs> I'm just saying. And so I gave, I gave, I gave her the phone. Right? She calls. Uh, Ashley, they're talking on the phone, and I'm listening, I'm on speaker, and they're talking, and Ashley says, but here's the deal, you know, uh, whenever we travel, we're gonna, we travel as a pair. 
And so you guys are going to have to take care of, uh, I wish I could share uh, the testimony from his side. From his side, God had told him, never ask any pastor anywhere you go to preach to pay for your flights. From my side, God had said, this is your place called there, I've called you and I'm going to provide for it. So we are both standing on interesting sides, right? And, and both of us are really, you know, just checking out the Lord to see if it's really Zarephath, you know. And so Ashley says, and Ashley says, you know, you, you guys are going to have to uh, pay for two tickets, right? It was one, it just went to two. And so my wife looks at me, it's on speaker, and I said, it's fine. And she said, you know, fine, we'll pay for two. And so I went to sleep meditating on it. How, how are we going to pay for two? And uh, I remember in the middle of the night, I had a bright idea while I was sleeping. I said, oh, man, that's easy. We're going to get them the cheapest ticket there is on the Internet. If they have to fly through Saudi Arabia, uh, Iraq, Iran, Zimbabwe, then Lesotho, then Jobek. That's the ticket we're going to get, you know. And so the next day, I'm getting ready to tell the PA, his PA, that, hey, we're going to get your ticket. Don't worry about it. The PA said, oh, no, don't worry. We will get the ticket and you reimburse us. <laughs> they already had the ticket. And, we and it turned out the ticket total was 3,500 US dollars. And so I'm sitting there thinking, Lord, is this really Zarephath? You know, I'm thinking now, now you, it gets you thinking. And I thought, you know what? The Lord is going to provide. And I know how the Lord is going to provide. He's going to prov provide it through offerings at the conference. And so we went to Designer Life. And while we were at the conference, you know, uh, they took an offering. And I'm thinking, man, it's going to go to the tickets, right? And so Marua comes in running. I was eating lunch with Pastor Henry and Pastor Denz. We were having a good time. She comes running in. She says, hey, Pastor, you won't believe this. I said, why? She says, this is the biggest offering we've ever received at, uh, at a conference. I say, praise the Lord. And as I'm saying, praise the Lord, the Lord said, no, you must give it to Ashley and Carly. Give it to them. Sow it into their lives. I said, I bind you. <laughs> Man, it's getting worse, right? And so, so I said to my brother, hey, I just heard the Lord. I said, what? The Lord said, we must give it to them. He said, are you sure? I said, I am sure. I am sure. I'm about to cry at the conference. Everybody else is having a good time. I'm doing math. And uh, the conference, we came. You know, the conference ended. And uh, they, they went to the, I took them to the airport. My truck took them to the airport. In my truck, and uh, we got to the airport. I parked the, the car there. They said, you don't have to take us in. And so I went, and I did the drop-off, and I parked the car. Parked the car. I still have 3.5, you know, outstanding. I parked the car, and I saw them get out of the car. I saw them with my own eyes get out of the car, took their bags, and I saw them. You know, when you get to the airport, the ultras, whatever doors they sense, and they opened they open the doors. They walked in, and the doors closed. I'm looking there. I'm sitting. I'm like, man, this is it. This is it. Now, Lord, I thought this was Zarephath. You know, I'm thinking. And, uh, you know, I came home and Ashley calls me. And he says, oh, you won't believe this. I said, what? He said, uh, they put us in a hotel. The plane won't take off. I'm thinking, man, my day is going really good. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, my day is going really good. And so they had to fly the next day. And so they flew out the next day. And I said to him, man, let me know when you land. And uh, when he landed in Colorado, he called me back and he said, Tavaro, you won't believe what happened. I said, what happened? He said, Delta just called me right now and they said, because they delayed us at our tambo, you know, they're going to refund me the money that I used to, to buy the ticket. And so when that money comes, I'm going to send it right back to you. And so I thought, 
uh, oh, that's good. We're making progress. That's, uh, you know, half of 3.5, 1.7. So I'm going to have to believe God for the other 1.750. He said, no, no, no. They said they will reimburse us, reimburse us the whole ticket. And so they flew in for the conference and flew out for absolutely zero. Amen. For zero. And he went and talked to someone who's worked for, for Delta for 20 years, Van and Regina. We're going to be speaking for them in Atlanta. They are pastors there. Van worked for Delta for 20 years. He said, I've never heard anything for the 20 years. I've never heard anything like that ever happen at Delta for 20 years. So this was indeed a supernatural thing. God was talking to Ashley and he was telling him, hey, when I tell you not to charge anybody, that's what I mean. And he was talking to me over here saying, when I tell you I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it. Amen. And so I came to tell someone this morning that when God sends you, you shouldn't be spending your time trying to generate things for yourself. You should be spending your time hearing and listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And when you can't hear clearly, go to those around you. There's some people, you know what, the common, the common thread amongst all the people that told me that that position wasn't mine was because I knew they loved me. They were saying what I don't like, but one thing I couldn't deny is that these people have my best interest. I'm like, man, I want this job. They say, no. I'm like, man, I know Pastor H loves me. I know he's, you know, but man, he gotta, he's got to support me on this thing. He says, no. I said, Ashley, he says, no. I said, my wife, he says, no. Billy, no. Everyone's saying, no. The only thing that was common thread was that they loved me. And so I'm telling you, when you come to a place where you, you, you are not sure, go and find some people who love you. Some people who have your best interest. In fact, I had this statement that I put on my Facebook post. I said, if you don't genuinely have people's best interests at heart, other people, then ministry is not for you. Did you hear what I said? If you don't genuinely have other people's interests, other people, not you, not your doctrinal persuasion. I mean, there's some people that will cut you up to save a doctrine. Jesus didn't die for a doctrine. He died for people. Amen. And I didn't say the interests of an organization. If you don't genuinely want to see people do well in life and do better than where you are, then ministry is not for you. Because God has called every single one of us to be givers. There are four kinds of people that you can become. You can become a multiplier. You can become a divider. You can become an adder. Or you can become a subtractor. I choose to become a multiplier and an adder. And man, when you can't hear clearly, go find some of those people. And for those of you who are married, go talk to your spouse. They're going to tell you the truth. You may not like it, but they're going to tell you. Can I get an amen? amen. They're going to tell you. They're going to, you, you, chill out. You must chill out for this one. Chill out. And you'll be like, ah, no, but you know, you know. Especially husbands, man. You need to learn to listen to your wives. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Man, you need to start lis listening to your wives. 
And start, start, start allowing them to, to, to speak into your life. Can I get an amen? amen. And not just do your own thing. You're going to get into trouble doing your own thing. And I'm telling you, man, all of us need a word from the Lord. And it's going to take quantities and qualities of time. Because what happened, I'm going to end with this. What happened after was that the brook dried up. The brook dried up. Lord, you sent me here. I know I heard from you. But there is a change of season in the air. And it says in verse 8, when the brook dried up, the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwelt there. I have commanded a widow woman to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman, not a widow woman, the widow woman, the one that he had been sent to. There are relationships that God has preordained for you. You don't have to, listen, I learned this, that in life, you don't have to suck up to people. You don't have to kick doors down. You just have to trust in the Lord and God will bring his preordained relationships in your life that will add to you and not subtract from you. When he went to Zarephath, he met the widow woman. And what happened? He arose and met the widow woman, and uh, she was gathering sticks, and we all know the story. He called and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water, a vessel that I may drink. And she was going to fetch it, and um, he said, bring me, I pray, a morsel of bread. And uh, she said, as the Lord liveth, I have no cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering sticks, so that I may go in, dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, fear not. Go and do as you have said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me. And after, uh, you, uh, after that, make thee for, for your son. And for, for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Uh, shall, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And so she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she... And he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord. You heard that? That's the key. According to the word of the Lord. There are two kinds of words that we, re we get in life. There is logos, the written word of God, which forms the foundation. But when that logos comes alive on the inside of you, it becomes rematos or rema. And rema is where we live from. It's one thing that Jesus told the disciples to launch into the deep. It's another when it comes alive in you and you know, man, it's time to, for me to launch into the deep. It's one thing that he said to Jeremiah, I've called you and I've separated you, I've sanctified for you to be a voice and so you're going to speak for me. It's another when you hear God speaking to you and it comes alive in you and, and God says to Pharaoh, I've called you. Amen. It stops just being logos and it becomes rama and we leave from rama and I have to quit because I'm out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. And so all of us have a place called there. And God is calling us into relationship. God is calling us into a place where we can trust him. Hearing from him and trusting him. Can I get an amen? amen? And this week, as you go about your business, man, make some time to, to hear God. Make some time to hear the voice of God. 
uh, uh, take some time out to just sit and listen to what God is saying. And for those of you who, who do uh, journaling, man, write it down. This is what the Lord is saying to me. Write it down and meditate in it. Stay in that mountain uh, for, for two, three, four, five weeks. There's no haste in the Lord. You don't have to rush anything. Meditate in it. Have peace in your heart. And as, as the desires begin to grow, you know this is exactly what the Lord is calling me to do. And as you step in the, into that direction, man, I'm telling you, there is a provision waiting for you. There's an open door that's in front of you. And all we have to do is to begin to take steps of faith. It's kind of like when you go to those automatic, you know, doors. Uh, uh, they wait for you to get close for them to really uh, fly open. You know, if your wife sends you to go get something from the garage, you know, and you get there and you see the door closed and, and you park right there in front of it, uh, Aubrey, you just park there right in front of it. And then you look at the door and the door is closed and then you, man, this place is closed. You put your car in reverse and you turn around, you go home. You get to your wife and say, man, I went to the garage. They said 24 hours. Them people are crazy. Man, I went. I saw the door was closed right in front of me. What's she going to say? Fool, did you get out of the car? <laughs> so what she's going to say? Go back. But this time when you go there, what should you do? Get out of the car and start doing what? Walk towards the what? And what will happen? It's going to fly open. And that's all God is saying. Whatever is standing before you, that looks like a mountain. It looks like a problem. All God is saying is walk, walk towards it. Run towards it. David, run towards your Goliath. And as you get close to it, what's going to happen? Fly open. <laughs> there was no door anyway. Amen? But we have to walk somewhere. We have to walk somewhere. Some of you, God has been tell, talking to you about multiplying and increasing, adding more branches to your business and, 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 and doing all kinds of things, getting partners and things of that nature. Man, it's time. You spend time with God, pray about these things so you can really start taking uh, steps of faith towards that. It's, it really is time. Amen? God is waiting on us. We are not waiting on Him. God is waiting on us to get out the car so we can walk towards our doors. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, I thank you for every single one of your precious children right here this morning. Lord, I thank you for e every single one of them have a place called there, a place of assignment, a place of flourishing, a place of growth and increase. This place may be relational, new relationships. We ordain them and release them into their lives right now in the name of Jesus. This place may be geographical. For some, it could be Durban. It could be Cape Town. It could be a different place. You know, Limpopo, Northwest. It could be a different place that they're supposed to branch into. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you are uh, illuminating this, making this uh, rama come alive on the inside of them. Lord, I thank you that for some, it's a new position in a different organization. You are elevating them and promoting them into a new position in a different organization. Lord, I thank you that you may put a desire on the inside of them to begin to grow and grow and grow. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for doing it. Hallelujah. Hey, Mark, I just heard from the Lord. The Lord is saying he's heard your prayers. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. You don't have to stress about the move. The Lord has heard your prayers. Don't worry about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. It is in Jesus' name that we pray and someone said amen. We hope 
this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.